I want to read a scripture to you if I can. And it's Acts chapter number 4 and verse 33. It says, and with great power, everybody say power, gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace, everybody say grace. Great grace was upon them all. Today, as you know, is Easter Sunday. It culminates what is known as the Holy Week. On Friday, we celebrated the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ for all of our sins. And today is Easter or Resurrection Sunday. The word Easter actually means dawn or the moment that light appears and vanquishes the darkness. I want to read that verse to you again. Acts 4 and 33, with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. There's three things I want you to notice. Number one, this verse is about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Number two, that God gave great power because of his resurrection. Power over sin and power over sickness and power over disease and power over anything that the devil might use to destroy lives. And number three, I want you to notice that the Bible says that with the resurrection came great grace. Great grace. Grace, by definition, is the merciful kindness of God. And so because of the resurrection, we have great grace. I will tell you this morning that God knows all of your issues. He knows all of your faults, all of your failures, all of your sins, all your shortcomings, all your trials, tests, tribulations, and difficulties. Nothing is hidden from him. And because he knows all that is why he died on the cross and came out of the tomb. He did all that not because he wants to punish or harm you, but because he wants to forgive you, restore you, bless you, and lift you up. Great grace. Today is about a new day. It's Easter, the dawning of a new day, a fresh start, a new beginning. And so today we're going to celebrate Easter, and I want to draw your attention, if I can, to a video that they're getting ready to play right now.
and that's what today is all about. Isaiah chapter number 9 is one of the most glorious passages of the Bible. It is a prophecy of the birth of Jesus Christ. It tells some of the most amazing and wonderful promises, that his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. It tells us that a Savior is coming, a Savior to redeem us from our sins and all those terrible things that happen in life. But just before chapter 9 is the last verse of chapter 8. And here's what Isaiah 8 and 22 says. And they shall look into the earth and behold trouble and darkness, dimness of anguish, and they shall be driven to darkness. What a depressing group of words. Trouble, darkness, dimness, anguish. It ends with this phrase, they shall be driven to darkness. That phrase in the Hebrew means to be misled or lead astray into calamity, wickedness, and gloominess. May I tell you that Isaiah 8 and 22, this last portion before the promise of a coming Messiah tells us what life is like without a Savior. Life without a Savior is gloomy and life without a Savior is full of anguish and trouble and darkness. I tried over the last few months in praying about Easter Sunday. I have had this service on my mind for many months now. In the lead up, Several weeks ago, we began to talk about it in staff meeting, and I began to tell what I felt like I wanted to do for this Easter Sunday. Many of us have heard the story over and over and over. But I think that what we really need is to understand that this is more than a 2,000-year-old story. This is more than a historical story in a book that goes back for generations and for centuries. For you to understand why people were so excited just a little bit ago is we have to understand that Easter is more than a historical event. Easter is still real. And so I have asked some of our church family to help me this morning to understand their Easter, their new life, their new beginning, their new start. We have to understand a little bit about what their life was like without a Savior. Darkness, trouble, anguish. I want to introduce you to some people they want to talk to you about their life. It's my friend Jason. <laughs> How are everybody doing today? Praise God. Life without a saber, during my childhood, I was physically abused from up to the age of 10. At the age of 10, I was separated from my brothers and sisters for seven years. We was in DHS for seven years. I went through four foster homes and two 
at the age of 18, they let me out at the age of 18. I was homeless for four years. I was locked up, uh, jumping from house to house, sleeping in each and every weather you can name. Cold, sleep, rain, snow, waking up outside. right here in Pottskit, Mississippi, in this church. Circumstances changed, and I got away and fell in love with the ways of the world very quickly. I was enticed by my new freedom. I fell into drug addiction and alcoholism. My first battle with cocaine ended me in my first treatment center. Went on to 10 or 12 years worth of meth addiction, which ended me in my second treatment center. From there, I went to heroin addiction, which was the biggest vice that I ever put on my life that I could have ever thought about. I had no hope. I was lost. And that's just where I thought I was going to be. I didn't know that there was a way out. Um, like Brother Eli mentioned before, you look up here and you see people that look like they got it all together. But truth be told, it's all the working of Jesus. So I want to take y'all back a couple of years and just explain a little bit of my story. So as I'm saying this, I don't want you to think that any of my parents are bad people. Like, like he said, they didn't know what they were doing. They were just trying to do the best they can with what they had. So throughout my life, I've seen my mom abused. I've seen her beaten. For four years straight, I've seen so much trauma to the point where I've seen my mom get clothes ripped off her back, beaten, thrown on the ground. I've seen my dad sick, not knowing if I wake up to a phone call from him. And truth be told, as many nights that I went to sleep, and I woke up mad at God because he woke me up. And it went to a point where I got suicidal, where I used to pray prayers like, God, just take me for five minutes so I can finally get some rest in this world. And, um, yes. Thank you. We've got some more stories that I want you to, to pay attention to. 
as you can tell, life without a Savior is darkness, brokenness, anger. Life without a Savior is hard. Life without a Savior doesn't give much hope. probably can tell you're not surrounded by people with perfect lives you're not surrounded by people who's never had difficulty the truth is everyone in this building could have come up could have said something everyone in this building could have held a sign life without a savior, darkness, dimness of anguish, and driven to darkness. If this was the end of the story, this would be a depressing, gloomy day. But the Bible said that there is hope. The hope is in the cross. The hope is in the Savior. We've talked about life without a Savior. But now we want to talk to you about the Savior.
Blues, why don't you give him praise right now? He got up so you can get up. He got up so you can be delivered. He got up so you didn't have to be bound anymore. That's what today is all about. On the third morning after the death of Christ, some of the women connected to his family went to the tomb to take care of his body. In those days, they would wrap the body in cloth and they would put spices on the body to preserve it and to counteract the smell of the decay of the body. When the women got to the tomb, they found the stone rolled away and two angels standing by the entry. And the gospel writer Luke records in chapter 24, verses 5 and 6, And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. He is risen. He defeated death. He defeated hell. He overcame sin and its bondages. Because of the resurrection, we have hope. Because of the resurrection, we have help. And because of the resurrection, we have the opportunity for Easter, a new life, a new dawn, new light, a new beginning. This is a 2,000-year-old story, but you need to know that the power of this story has not diminished at all in 2,000 years. You need to know that even though it was 2,000 years when he died, he's still alive today, and he's still changing lives. And he's still turning people's lives around. He's still saving people from sin and addiction and trouble and trial and distress. A few minutes ago, you met some of my friends. You got to learn about their darkness and their anguish and their addictions and their troubles. Now they're going to share their Easter with you, their new light, their new beginning. And it starts with this skit. I want you to pay attention this morning. that was me we may not have done the exact same thing that the lady in the Bible did 
But we've all done something. We all needed a Savior. That was me. That was broken. That was me that was hurting. That was me that was lost. That was me that was bound. That was me that had almost given up hope. That was me. We introduced you to some friends. And they gave you the dark side of their story. But now you need to know the rest of their story. Put put it on the wall so they can so everybody can see what what's what's happening. Life with the Savior 
God has blessed me with my own, with my own living, living, uh, living area. You know, have my own vehicle. I have two. I can't have two jobs, but I'm not gonna be greedy. You know, and, and, and that's been going on ever since I got baptized under Jesus' name and caught the Holy Ghost. Thank God. y'all didn't know by now a few minutes ago I told y'all about the death in my life but now I want to tell you a little bit about the resurrection amen so in a, I've been in Bethlehem for about two years and since then I've grown miraculously I never thought that I'd be speaking in front of people with a microphone in my hand at all you know? <laughs> I think two weeks ago we baptized my dad in Jesus name My mom, who's been abused and never trusted anybody in her life, she came to me and started asking for Bible studies. And, <laughs> and now, because of Jesus Christ and his blood that was applied to my life, I have a reason to shout right now, and I have a reason to dance. Amen. Is there anybody else in the building who's thankful for the blood? Is there anybody else in the building that feels like they got a praise to give? <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. You ought to lift up your shout right now in the name of... Amen. Aren't you thankful we have a Savior who's alive, who's real? You see, Easter's not 2,000 years old. Easter's not from 2,000 from, from 2, years ago. Easter's still here right now. Lives are still being renewed. Resurrections are still happening. Broken families are being resurrected. Broken lives are being resurrected. Broken hearts are being resurrected. And the great news is that what God has done for every one of these people that you've witnessed here this morning, God wants to do it for you too. There's nobody beyond hope. There's nobody beyond his reach. There's nobody too down that his grace can't pick you up. What we're talking about is a resurrection that's real and alive and here right now. Amen. 
so what this sermon has been about is about what can happen in every life. No matter how far you've gone, no matter how broken your road has been, Easter's still alive today. Amen. We, I wonder if every eye in this place could close for just a moment. I was so blessed last week, so thankful in our Sunday evening service. We watched 13 souls were baptized in Jesus' name. Eleven of them are residents. I believe it was, it was either ten or eleven of them that are residents at a drug rehab that we've been reaching out to and ministering to. Women whose lives have been broken. Women who've been abused. Women who have done things that they shouldn't do. But regardless of all that, They had a resurrection. I think all of them were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What I'm saying today is we can't let this be a 2,000-year-old story because it's your story and it's my story. It's the story of everyone in here that's been touched by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, I want to encourage you today to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, let me read it to you, Colossians 2 and 12. It says, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him. Through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. Amen. If you want this resurrection, you can have it. If you want what's happened in these people's lives, you can have it. If you want to experience a new dawn, a new beginning, a fresh start, you can have it today. It's one decision away. It's one decision away. Amen. Come here, Jason. I, I, he and I, he, he said something. I, he said that, uh, that everything changed when he was baptized in Jesus' name. I remember the service he came. I, and... And he said he caught the Holy Ghost. I think what happened was the Holy Ghost finally caught him. Amen. But if God will do it for Jason, God will do it for you. And if God will do it for Ashley and Betty, God will do it for you. And if God will do it for Eli and Devin, God will do it for you. If God will do it for Jamie, God will do it for you. If God will do it for all these people that walked across this platform and told their story, God will do it. For you, I serve a resurrected Savior. Somebody ought to go ahead and just lift your hands and say, God, I'm ready for my Easter, for my new dawn. I'm ready for light to come to my darkness. I'm ready for my new beginning. I'm tired of my life without a Savior. I'm tired of being bound by sin, by depression, by anxiety, by discouragement. I'm tired of being bound by addiction and being bound by the things of this world. I'm ready for my Easter. 
I'm ready for my dawn of a new day, for my new beginning. Why don't you lift your hands all over this place? Amen. If I'm preaching to you and these people have spoken to your life and you're ready for that Easter, you ought to raise your hand and say, God, I don't really know much about how they worship. I don't really know much about what they're doing, but God, I know I need a new beginning. I know I need a fresh start. I know I need something to change in my life. Why don't you step out from where you are as we all stand together? We're not going to miss anything. The candy rain's not starting until 15 minutes after we close, so you're not going to miss anything by taking a moment to come, but now's a perfect time to come. I need a new beginning. I need a fresh start. I need my brand new day. I'm ready for my Easter. I'm thankful that all these people up here had it, but I'm telling you, you can have it too. Today is your day. This is your moment. This is what it's all about. This is celebration because we have a Savior.
Jesus having their sins washed away. Come on, let's rejoice with those that rejoice in this house. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're ready for a fresh start in this place, to have your sins washed away, to have a new beginning in your life, today's the day for you to go down in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. Come on, it's in this place for you this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, we lift our hands all across this place one more time. If there's anything you need in this house this morning, it's here today. God, we need you in this place. God, thank you for meeting us in this house one more time. God, for letting your presence rain down in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What an awesome, touching service we had this morning. Did someone get touched? You get what you need in this place. I believe God's still reaching out at some people in this house. You don't really understand just what it is just yet. You don't don't understand the tug at your heart today. That's God reaching down and telling you I'm still here no matter how hard the battle is. No matter how hard the circumstance might be, I'm still here. I'm still the King of Kings. I'm still the Lord of Lords. There's no one greater, no one higher, no one stronger, nothing bigger, no circumstance, no problem. He's here for you today. And if you need him, just reach out and touch him today. Amen. As you're turning to your seats, we have just a few more moments of your time.